Mary's going to be sharing uh, with our, our, our kindergarten and elementary kids. She's going to share a little bit uh, with them. And then Pastor Greg is going to share on our middle school, high school, and college group uh, and getting you, uh, pouring some word into you before you get ready to go. And then I'm going to take care of the adults. I'm going to be talking to uh, everyone that's involved in school. It could, you could be a teacher, uh, a faculty, a staff member, um, an admin, administrator, whatever role that you play. We all, as adults in our schools, can touch our children in some way, shape, or form. Amen? And so we're going to go through that. And as, as Pastor Denny was saying, our, our, our kids are under a massive attack. And I would agree with that. You know, you're right. When, when I was growing up in school, I wasn't faced with the stuff that they were faced with. I went to Scottsburg High School. Well, I would go walking in the front door, and if, if, if mom or dad or whoever wanted to come visit, they'd just come in. I went over there, and it's like trying to go to get in the jail. I mean, you can't get past that door. Everything's locked down, and, and everything's different now. And, and the reason why that is is because we got to keep them safe. And that's sad. We didn't have to do that when we were growing up. And, and, and a matter of fact, uh, my wife and I and, um, and Becky, we had an opportunity to go over to the cradle breakfast this past, um, I think it was uh, Friday morning, and uh, Michelle Courtney, the director of, of, of Cradle, was talking about statistics and talking about how that our children are so influenced today and they live in a constant fear that we never had to live with. And I want you to think about this. No one, we're not sitting here this morning worried. That thought's not entered your mind, but I want you to pretend that you're in school right now and these kids' minds are thinking this. They're in their room with the door shut and many of them are worried, is someone, to come, is someone going to come in that room and shoot them? They live with this constant fear that we don't think about today. They live in this constant fear of, of social media that they're not good enough. They're not talented enough. They're not meeting certain standards that everyone else is putting on. I didn't, I didn't grow up with that. How many of you, you all didn't grow up with social media. We don't understand the pressure that they're under. And so we as a church, we have an awesome responsibility to pray for them, to cover them, to anoint them, to send them on. And you know, many of you, you'll say, why do you always at the end of your service bless us? I love to bless you. I pray prayer protection over you, your family, your, because there's so many of us, we're, we're always under attack, and, and we need to do our children and our, and, our, and our schools and the faculty, the teachers and staff, we need to pray over them as well. So we're going to have that opportunity this morning. Um, but uh, going back to, uh, we're, we're faced with all this stuff, and, and, and you know, the reason why um, we need to pray for them is because of the attacks of the enemy is so much that that, that let, me, let me back up. We do not have the mindset to make right choices, believe it or not, none of us, not on our own. We, we do not, because all of us are going to eventually make bad decisions. This is the reason why I've been ministering on the Holy Spirit so much, and I'm going to continue on that, is because without the Holy Spirit leading and guiding and directing us, we'll, we'll blow it. You read in the Old Testament, the people, without the Holy Spirit, they were falling all over the place. That's why they were slaves. That's why that there were uh, uh, men married to a billion wives. That's stupid because there was no Holy Spirit convicting them. 
And that's why we need to impart the Holy Spirit and release this, release the Holy Spirit into our children, into our teachers, because that, that's, that's where only wisdom, that's where it's going to come from. Because the Bible says in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, and I'm done, and I'm going to turn straight loose, that we have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We can't trust it. We can't put it in a man because there's no perfect man. We have to look to him. We have to constantly look to him for our instruction. Trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Don't lean upon our own understanding, but in all of our ways, acknowledge him. And what will he do? He will lead us. He will guide us and he will direct us. And I love the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he gets older, he's not going to part from that. And so whenever this mindset of people saying, well, this is the way that I am, this way I feel, you're not smart enough to figure out how you are because God already has a plan for you. And he knew that plan before you were ever born. But the only way we can get lined up is when we completely, totally yield to the Holy Spirit and let him lead us, let him guide us, let him direct us so that we can know how to make right choices. Amen? And we can identify the wrong choices. So we're going to turn Miss Sherry loose right now, and she's going to share to our kindergarten and our our middle school, and then Pastor Gray's going to follow up with her. All right. All right. Kids, if you want to come on down, we'll do just like we do in class. Nobody's moving. Come on, Levi. You know you want to. He's a little bit older, but I'll use him as a guinea pig. Anybody else? All right, we'll just sit here and we'll talk, okay? So since school's getting ready to start, we might need to refresh up on some rules, you think? So let's go over our base camp rules. You can sit down if you want to right there. All right. So rule number one is always have fun. Rule number two. Keep your hands and feet to yourself, so adults. Nobody wants their hands and feet. The feet stink. We don't want them in our faces. Rule number three. No talking when the teacher's talking. No talking when the teacher's talking. Rule number four. Keep our name tags on. We don't have those today. And rule number five is... Always remember rule number one, which is to have fun. So I put him on the spot. He did a great job. Give him a clap. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about something that we use in school a lot. What do you think that might be? We do use rules a lot in school, yes. But those are to keep you safe, right? Keep you safe. What else do we use as a tool in school? I'm going to help you out. A computer. We use the computers, right? When I went to school, we had computer class, but we didn't use them for everything. Now they use them for everything. They don't have sheets of paper. They have computers. So however that works. Saves the trees, I guess. So there are five components that I want to talk to you about a computer today. So what do you think those five components could be? Give me, name me pieces of computer. Keyboard. Keyboard. Help them out, adults. The monitor, the mouse, too detailed for me. I don't know much about computers. So I'm going to help you out on the last two. We have to have a power cord, and the fifth one is going to be the person using it because while if I have the question, do computers work on their own, half of you would say yes and half of you would say no. But they have to have be programmed or some sort. They can't just be... We have to have a person, so we'll talk about that. So... What do you think the keyboard does? 
What's its job? To type. to type in, to put in information, right? When you open, you log in, you put your password in, okay? So what's the mouse's job? Point. To point or to guide, right? When we're going to uh, open our mouse, we move it around to get it on the spot. So it's a guide. And our um, plug-in is what? power source, and um, of course the person is the one who puts in the information. All right, so can a computer work if it's not plugged in and not charged? Technicalities with the kids. No, it can't work without. So can we work without our power source? What is our power source? God is our power source. And we cannot work efficiently without our power source. John 15 and 4 says, Abide in me. Abide just means live. Live in me. Branches can't produce fruit without a vine because vine is their life source. And we can't produce good things without our life source, which is God. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 tells us that God gives us power. So our power source is God. So next we have the mouse. We said that the mouse helps us to navigate, to, to guide us around the web. Psalms 119 and 105 says, your word, which is what? Bible. The Bible is God's word, right? It's a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Just like the mouse, God's word guides our lives so we know where to go and how to make good choices, right? Okay. So what about the keyboard? We said that it inputs information. So we know that God's word is our guide. So now we've got to input that information where? In our hearts. Psalms 119.11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We have to input God's word in our heart so that we can make good choices, so that when temptation comes, we can use God's Word, which is the Bible, to keep us strong. So now we have a power source with our plug. We have the guide, which is our mouse, and we have the information. What do we need next? What's left? We need a screen, right? That screen is a reflection of what's in this computer, right? Whatever we type on that comes up on this screen, right? So it's a reflection. Luke 6, 45 says, A good man produces good things from a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from an evil heart. So what, what you say flows from your heart. So how many have you heard junk in, junk out? Right? Pastor Gary always says... Show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? So when we put bad stuff in, bad stuff's going to come out. But when we put God's Word in, we, we're going to reflect that with our life, right? So we're going to be like that monitor. So lastly, we have the person using it. So what do we use computers for? What do you guys use a computer for? Everything, okay. What, what else? What do you guys use computer for? Work. Work. Most people use it for games. Pay bills. 
pay bills. Okay, so we use them for everything nowadays. So you can use the computer for anything you want, right? So you have a choice when you use that computer what you're going to do with it. Sometimes I use it for work. Sometimes I look, scroll that dreaded Facebook. Sometimes I play games. So it just depends on what I'm doing, but I get to choose, right? So John 8 and 12 says, Jesus, he's speaking to the crowd, and he says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, what do you think that if means? Choice. It's a choice. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness, which is sin, but you will have the light that leads us to life, which is Jesus, right? So while you're going back to school, I want you to remember, stay plugged into your power source, which is? God. Use your guide, which is your Bible. Input God's Word into your heart, right? And then use your guide. Again, Bible, I, I repeated that. Input it into your heart. Be a reflection of God's love to your friends, to your teachers, to everyone. And remember, you get to choose. So choose Jesus. Well, yeah, this is one of my favorite services of the year, too, and maybe a little bit different reason for Pastor Gary, because for me personally, this means that my kids are going to go back to school. Can I get an amen right there from some parents out here? All right? Uh, love my kids, but you know, after, uh, after uh, a, a, a couple of days, I'm ready for them to go back to school. I'm kidding. Not, not that much. So it has flown by, though. Rick and I were talking about it. It just seems like they got out, and, and uh, this summer has uh, flown by more so than any, but I, but how? I'm sure you all will agree with me. You know, uh, as we get older, that time flies by. I can remember when I was their age; it seemed like summers didn't go by as fast. But as a as an adult now, they just fly by. Time flies by. Right. Time is short. And so, what I want to share with Middle school, high school, college students, it's that very thing. Time is short. And I really have what I, I just want to encourage, and I'm not going to take hardly any time at all this morning, but I want to encourage you and, and share with you what I feel like God has been speaking to me the last really few months. And the, the best way I can explain it is this. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all in here like to zip line or do any of those sort of things. Our family, we love to zip line and do anything that, that requires, you know, getting up in high places and, and feeling like your life's in danger. That's just, that's just our makeup. We love those sort of things. And so anyway, a couple of years ago, uh, Amanda and I on our anniversary trip, we went to West, West Virginia whitewater rafting. And while we were there, we spent a day doing just that, zip lining and, and doing those sort of things. I don't know how many of y'all have been to uh, the New River in West Virginia. You know, the, the, the big bridge that spans the, the, the New River Gorge through there. It's, it's long. You can Google me afterwards. I'm sure I'm getting all of the statistics wrong. But I'm thinking it's like two, two and a half miles long across that bridge. Uh, I forget how many hundreds of feet high it is above the New River. It's, it's, it's massive. If you ever get a chance to go through there, you need to. It's, it's really cool uh, through the mountains of West Virginia. 
So as we're there, and uh, man and I are zip lining, and, and gradually you build up to, to higher, longer zip lines. And the grand finale on this zip line tour that we did this particular day was a zip line that literally, and if you guys, anybody that has been on this bridge, you, you will appreciate how long and how high this is. But there is now a zip line. If you're traveling, it would be east across that bridge. And if you were to look, I think it... I think it'd be if you look to the left, you would see a cable that runs the entire length of that bridge, actually a little bit above the bridge. That's the last zip line that you do. You're doing top speeds. I think there's our top speed about midway across that where it's a two and a half mile long cable zip line, and we reach speeds about 70 miles an hour on that zip line and six, 700 feet above the, above the new river. It was absolutely awesome, I'm telling you. If you go, you got to try that. But, but, what I, but, but I, I share that story with you is it's this. So when you get on, after, it just, this is one of those things that just stood out to me. After we went across the zip line, you cannot see where you entered the zip line. After you get off, you look back, it's so far, it's so far away, you can't see anybody else getting on that zip line. But you know the second somebody starts ziplining because of the sound, you immediately hear that cable start to ring and make a vibration and noise. You couldn't see them coming because uh, it took a while for them to get out of the trees to get across in the middle of the gorge before you actually see somebody on the line. But you could hear them on that line. And I'm telling you today, folks, <laughs> screaming, yeah. But I'm telling you today, I hear the sound of an awakening coming within our students this year. I believe this is the Amen. year. It's going to have, the Holy Spirit has been speaking that to me for the last few months now. And I, I'm seeing the signs, I'm hearing the sounds of, that, of the awakening that's going to be taking place. And, and I'm so pumped about our retreat this next weekend. I'm so pumped about the school year that's going on. I'm so pumped about talking to different teachers over the last few weeks and hearing about some of the struggles that they're going through in school right now. I'm telling you, I, and I don't want to get into Pastor Gary's up, I could not be a school teacher nowadays. I couldn't be a student nowadays in school. I would get kicked out. I'm just telling you, I, was, I, couldn't, I couldn't take some of the stuff they have to deal with. But I'm telling you, an awakening is coming. And so I want to encourage you as, as people, this church, uh, leaders, we have got to pray daily for our kids because as, as all been said, our schools are a war zone. There is no doubt, a literal war zone. I mean, good grief, when I was a kid, the worst thing we had to deal with is chewing gum in school. Amen. Now you're worried about kids packing guns or somebody walking through the door. I couldn't imagine it. But that's where they're at. And they are here for such a time as this. Because we're entering into a time of revival and awakening like we have never seen before as a church. And it's going to be led, I'm telling you, it's going to be led by the students of this country. It is. And so I just want to share Scripture out of Ephesians 3. And this is a prayer that uh, Paul prayed for the Ephesians. And I, I felt like it's, uh, it's uh, good for today. But Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power, 
through his spirit, your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is, uh, is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Now, this is good. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. You can dream whatever you can imagine. God can do in your life even more abundantly that beyond what we can dream or imagine. And I want you to go into this school year dreaming big, imagining big, and watch God go to work today. And then in verse 21, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Tonight, and here's your first chance. First chance to get in behind our students this year from preschool all the way through uh, high school here. And we want to pray for our college students. I just want to say this. Our college students are under so much temptation to perform in college but listen they're gonna they're gonna walk some of these students are, are gonna walk out of our nice comfortable schools and they're gonna go to a big school a big university and their minds we think sometimes our high school kids are filled with a lot of different theology and stuff like that if they're going to a secular and I, i'm not gonna say secular they go to even to a christian college sometimes they're gonna get messed up with a lot of teaching that is not of god is not of the bible and so they're, they're under pressure and, and so they have professors trying to tell them you know you gotta you gotta think this way in order to pass my class and so there's a lot of pressure there. And so we need to be praying for our college students that they can stand firm and bold in what they believe because they're going to face some stuff. I've known, unfortunately, you know, we were, uh, you know, Pastor Denny's brother-in-law, Al, was a great man. I, he, he poured so much into my life when I was a young youth minister. And I have some kids in that first youth group that I, I was a youth pastor at. And uh, I had a, a few kids that went to secular college. I never thought their faith could ever be shaken, ever be wavered. And they went to college, and man, they got messed up in some different other religions and theologies, and, and they're, not even, they're not even following Christ anymore. It happens. It happens. So we've got to pray for our college students. But tonight... At 6 o'clock, at any school in Scott County, you go and you go to their flagpole, somebody's going to be there praying tonight. And I just want to encourage you, uh, Gary, turn over to Pastor Gary. Oh, tonight's a good night to start praying for our schools, praying safety for our teachers. And so I'm going to be personally at the Scottsburg Middle School there at the flagpole at 6 and leading that, that prayer time. But you go anywhere in this county, you're going to find somebody praying tonight over their schools. So I just want to encourage you to come join us tonight for that as we we kick off this school year. Thanks, Pastor Greg and Sherry. And uh, again, tonight, go find a flagpole. Amen. It's going to be a great night. Um, I, I love this service because it's a good launching pad. Um, as a church, what we want to do is, is stay focused on the schools, stay focused on, on what God wants to do in our schools. Um, but as I shared just a moment ago, we all have an awesome responsibility Every single one of us in this room, we have a responsibility. 
if you're a born-again believer. As a matter of fact, Paul was telling Titus this, and I love the book of Titus because it's a book where he's, he's reminding us and Titus and the church of what we're called to be and do. Now, if you have your Bibles, or you go with me on the screen here, I want to give you the scripture here in Titus 2, verses 7 and 8, because I'm going to talk to you adults. I'm going to talk to you, rather if you are, again, rather if you're a teacher, you're part of the faculty, maybe a, a basketball coach, football coach, in a sports program, whatever, or maybe you're a cook, maybe you're in the janitor, whatever that it is, staff, faculty, administration, whatever role that you play, we all have a responsibility. And I love what Paul says here to, uh, to Titus. He says, and you, and I want you to put your name here, and Gary, or whoever that your name is, and, or Ada right here, put your name. And Gary, yourself, you, must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. And you know, that's easy to do. Just be, be, be an example when you're there. Let these kids see this. And he goes on and says, let everything you do reflect what? Reflect the integrity and seriousness of what? Of your teaching. Teach the truth so that your teaching can't be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. This was Paul talking to Titus, telling Titus, this is what you need to do. This is priority, man. And then Paul goes on over here. Let's go to the next scripture in 1 Corinthians and talks to all of us. And he said, this is our responsibility. In, in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 58, so my dear brothers and sisters, talk about all of us, be strong and immovable. I love that word. Don't, let, don't be pushed around. No, you're going to hold your ground. Always work enthusiastically. Be excited about it. You, we got something that can change people's lives for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And so again, regardless of what position that you're in in a school, you have a responsibility. We all have a responsibility. And us as a church, we have a responsibility to you, to love you, to pray for you, to encourage you, to equip you with everything that we could possibly give you. And, and, and why is it so important that, 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 that you just share your love with them? Because here's the reason why, and you may not think about this, but Greg just said it. You know why he's excited? Because he gets to send his kids to school. He gets to have a break. I remember that day with Kayla. I love that. I'm like, yes, I can finally have a day to be able to study in the house by myself without this pulling and tugging and carrying on. But here's, here's the flip side of that. Those kids are going to spend more time with the teachers and the faculty than they are their own parents every day. Now think about that. And because they're going to spend more time with you, teachers, or, or faculty, or st whatever that you're going to, whatever role you play, because you are going to spend more time with them, you have a bigger responsibility. And I believe that God is placing you on a, on a, on a pedestal, placing you on this platform to use you to protect our children from the foolishness that can happen in the schools. And, and, and I know the problem, everybody says this, well, Pastor Gary, it's a school. 
And they're really tight on, on if we could talk about Jesus or not. I really thank God we got a good school system here. And so far, they allow some of the teachers to share. But I'm going to tell you something. They're going to try to shut that down. You could take that to them. I guarantee they're going to try to shut that down. They're going to be challenged on that. So what do you do if you can't talk about Jesus in school? You know, I love this. And Sherry was sharing this about how Jesus said that he was the light. And that if we accept Christ in our heart, then we all of a sudden become the light. I love God's incredible plan. You know you can witness and not even say two words about Jesus. Why? Because if the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, if Christ is living inside of you, you can begin to shine this light into these kids. And I can't tell you how many teachers that changed my life. Now, they never once talked about Jesus, but I knew there was something different about them. You know why? Because they loved me, they honored me, they respected me, they bragged on me, they encouraged me, and they helped me to be the young man that that I needed to be through school. And I thank God for those influences in my life, because had they not been there, trust me, I was in the same school with everybody else. I had the same opportunities everybody else had. But you know, many of my friends today, that when we move back, a lot of them are in prison. Some some of them have died because of overdoses. And see, I, I I was raised in that same environment. And so if you think that you can't make a difference in, in children's life, I'm a living proof that you can. Bill Kimberlin, my coach that coached me at, at tennis, he never talked about Jesus, but there's one thing I knew about him. I knew that he was a good man, and I knew that he had incredible values because he was always bragging on me, encouraging me. And there's one thing that I loved about him. I've never once ever heard one curse word ever come out of his mouth. He set an example for me. Joe Smith was another one. Uh, Another one was, um, I believe it was Carter. Uh, um, uh, Wayne Carter was one of our teachers that, that had a big impact on my life. But none of them ever talked about Jesus. You know what they did, though? They allowed the Holy Spirit to shine through them into my life. And I wanted to be like them. I, and I started to get in the right lane. And so don't tell me that you can't make a difference. Rather, if you're a cook, it does not matter. You just hand them that tray. And you know how you can pray over that food, man. You, you anoint the, just whatever you can do. Pray over the, the plates that they're holding. Do whatever that you could do. Let the love of Jesus shine through you. And just look at him and say, you know what? You're an amazing young man today. You're an amazing young lady today. And by the way, say young man and son, say young lady. Because they're confused on who they are right now. And don't you hold back. Don't you, you say, good job, young man. Good job, young lady. Because they need someone to tell them who they are. Because you know why? I just shared that we don't have the capacity to make decisions and, and even understand all this on our own. Because without the Holy Spirit, we live in a world of confusion. And so listen, all of you, you have an awesome responsibility to share the love of Jesus to them. Now, why why is it that we're able to see Jesus in them? Why was it I was able to see Jesus in them even when they didn't say anything? And I love this scripture, and here's the reason why. Let me show it to you here. Now, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16, he says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Now, here's where we come in right here. Instead, what do they do? They put it on its stand. And God has given every single one of you teachers a platform in the school. 
And you're that stand. And you're that light. And you may be the only light that that student will ever see. You're it. Tag, you're it. You have an awesome responsibility. And it's on a stand. And what does it do? It gives light to to who? To everyone in the house. You could do something about it. And in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may what? See. They can see it with their eyes. I was able to see it. See your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I don't know about you, but I get excited about that because God has gifted us all with the light of Jesus living inside of us. That we can share it and we can shine it to everyone. And trust me, these kids need more hope than ever before, because their hope has been taken away from them. Every time they go on social media, their hope has been taken away from them because they see somebody else that they can't live up to that expectation. Or maybe they're getting ripped on, or maybe they're being made fun of or bullied or whatever. You know what? I love being for the underdog. And I'm going to challenge you. Go find some kid that has been beat up and encourage them. Put a little hope in them. Maybe they're struggling in your class and they're making straight F's. Don't give up on them. Do what Joe Smith did with me. I made straight F's. When my parents was going through a divorce, I just gave up. It wasn't that I was a dumb kid. I just didn't care. I said, I'm gonna, I don't care. I'm, I'm done. And Joe saw it. And he, he didn't just wipe me off. He said, let me have him. Let me have this kid. I'll put him in my class and get hope back in him. You know what he did? He put me in his class. And I wasn't in the basic class. We had academics A, we had B for basic, and C was for corrective. Guess what the class, he put me in C. That was right next to almost special education right there, folks. Right? I mean, and and, and I'm I'm here, I'm in this class. I'm like going in with glasses on. Didn't want anybody to see me. But he put hope in me. You know what he did? He made me his student teacher. And he let me, he put hope in me. He said, no, no, Gary, he said, you're smarter than this, son. Come on, get your act together. But But he gave me hope again. But had he not found me, I don't know what would have happened to me. But he took time. But he didn't tell me about Jesus. He just said, I can do it. I can do it. And you know what was telling him I could do it? The love of Jesus inside of him. So don't tell me that shining the light to someone, you can't do it in school. No, you do it. You do it in Jesus' name. You do it in Jesus' name. And here's the reason why you could see the light. Let's go to the last scripture and I'm done. And we're going to pray. In John 1, verses 5, let the light, what? Or the light shines. (laughs) The light does what? The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You walk into school, I don't care how dark it is. When you walk in there with the light of Jesus in you, you will drive out every spirit of darkness in that place. And don't you back down. You hold your ground as we just read. You hold your ground and you shine that light. And you give these kids hope. And you know what? Sometimes you may not feel like it. You may want to quit. You may want to give up. But here, I got some good news for you. The most happiest that you'll ever be. I I heard someone say this one time. The most happiest that you'll ever be is when it's about other people. The most miserable you'll ever be is when it's about yourself. Get over yourself and start pouring into these kids' lives. And whenever they give you a smile, you'll, get, you'll start to want to smile back. Because every time you give a smile, you'll get a smile. Because you will get what you sow 100% of the time. So today, I'm just going to encourage you. Come on, let's sow in our kids this year. 
give them hope. I'm so thankful that someone took time to believe in me because I'm a product of someone believing in me and giving me hope. And had they not done that, had there not been a Wayne Carter, had there not been a Joe Smith, had there not been a Bill Kimberlin and a Sonny Meyer, and as crazy as he is, he planted me too. Y'all know him. Him, he nicknamed me Tunes. I have no clue. That's like, remember Tunes. That's, it's in my yearbook. They call me Gary Cartoon Saturday. Seriously, go to 1983. It's in my yearbook. I'm like, why? Who did that? Who put that in? And he called me Cartoons. But you know what? I didn't care. He nicknamed me, and I was honored to have that nickname. I don't know really what it meant. I guess because they used to call me Saturday or Saturday, and cartoons was on Saturday, and they get carry Gary Sat. They just start calling me car- t- cartoons. Then he stopped cartoons and started just calling me tunes. So everybody would call me tunes. But man, I felt good. I was a tune, man. Come on, and, and, and won't you tell somebody? Give them a little. You know what? Give them a little nickname. You know, our pastor Doug had nicknames for everybody. Mine's G. Hey, G. Hey, G-Man, Pat G, okay? Give him a nickname. Make it a good one, though. And tell him, be proud of him. And they'll put their shoulders back, but you can shine your light into their life. That's what this is about. Here's what I want to do. I want every teacher that we have, that I know the crowd's a little small in the first service. The next service is going to be probably packed in here. Um, but, but this morning, we want to take time. We're going to give you something, okay? We want to give you a little something. We got, we got some books here. But this year, it's a little different. We prayed over every one of these books. Anointed them. I want you to put them in your, wherever you put them in, whatever you got the end thing you put it in, I want you to put this in that, okay? The kids put it in their backpack. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, this is pretty. No, I want you to write all over it. It's been prayed for. We want to equip you this year. When you get discouraged, we want you to get this out, teachers, and let it encourage you. Start your day. Well, there's only 40 days. Who cares? Just keep reading it again and again and again. The Bible, you have to read it over and over and over. It's never changed. It's the same today as it was yesterday. It says forever. And so just read it over and over and be encouraged, okay? And so I want to encourage you. So if you're a teacher, faculty, staff member, anybody, and the college students, high school students, elementary students, uh, every student here, middle school, come on right now. Every one of you, okay? I want you to come. Everybody stand right now. All of us stand. So I'll come up here, and I want leaders, and we're going to get in behind you and pray. And look, if you don't come, you're not going to get your little gift. <laughs> so come on. So if you're here this way, come on. Teachers, cooks, doesn't matter, whatever you are. Here we go. Come on. Come on out. Come on up here. You, you stay, Pastor Greg, where's yep. Pastor Greg group? You go down there to Pastor Greg. Middle school. All the children come right here with uh, Miss Sherry right here. And all the adults come right here. Okay, I got all the adults. You come to me, okay? All right. Come on now. Now I I need for some uh, elders and some maybe elders' wives, pastor's wife. Denise, come and help us pray too. Some of you, prayer warriors, come on and pray. Help us pray. Brenda, some of you gals, you want to come help us pray? Some of the youth leaders, some of you youth leaders want to get in with Pastor Greg over here. But Miss Sherry is going to go ahead and lead us in our children's prayer this morning. Okay? I want you to lay your hands on them. And let's cover them in prayer, okay?